This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 13 of Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. Healthy Critters Radio is brought to you by Biostar US. Find them online at biostarus.com. On today's show, we'll chat with Marina LeMay from Team Tate Dressage about a whole food diet for big barns and small barns. Hedwig talks about what happens if a human has to go to the emergency room. Our breed of the show is the Basset Hound. Critter Nutrition will cover medications and some of the nutrients they deplete. And in the coffee clutch, we'll talk about our favorite animal films. This is Tigger Montague. And this is Patty Perucci. And you're listening to Healthy Critters Radio on the Horse Radio Network. We're back. <laughs> Hi, guys. Hi, guys. It's been, uh, it's been what, two weeks since we've chatted? And it so has. many things have happened. We, Glenn and I ran up to Lexington, Kentucky to spend four lovely days at the Rolex Kentucky three-day event. That sounds um, like fun. Yeah, totally fun. Are you guys both back off. from uh, Wellington now? Yes. Tucked in and home. Tucked in and home, just in time for a flood. (laughs) (laughs) Who doesn't want to run home to some water? What the heck? Has it quit raining in Texas yet? Yeah, it did. I mean, it was was so funny. Um, I've been through this before in Virginia where they're like, yeah, it's a hundred-year flood. Then they're like, yeah, it's a flood of biblical proportions. And it's like, what does that even mean? I mean, are we building an ark? Do I calling Noah going, dude, what's up? What do I do here? But it was, it was pretty bad. I mean, um, but you know, um, this, it, it, it all fared okay. I mean, there was a lot of people out there that really struggled and I'm just grateful that the weather is a lot better now. We just had our CDI last weekend and, um, was so pleased to see that, um, a lot of people who had really been affected by the flood still showed up and showed and, um, you know, and they were happy to be on high and dry ground. And so, you know, I guess it's great. What doesn't, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger for certain. And that really was a, a theme of the show this last weekend. Those dressage people, you can't keep them down. We're or tough. Or or show jumpers, <laughs> or drivers. <laughs> Let's or just say them horse people. Them horse people. Them yeah. horse people. They're hard to keep down. Is, is uh, springtime treating you any better in Virginia, Tigger? Oh my gosh. I, it's so wonderful. To oh, walk up. outside and <laughs> see the hummingbirds and the yeah. goldfinches, and I planted forty-eight potatoes on Sunday. That was oh. uh, a lot. Yeah. And watch things come up in the garden. My beets are up. My carrots are up. I love growing food, and you know, I, I really like I rural that. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't, I love rural life except when it's time to use the internet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, okay. So there are some downsides, but the upsides are the real appreciation for the natural world. And that's really what the horses represent for me, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with that completely. Anyway, geez. This thing is all serious and philosophical and real. (laughs) Anyway, the sun is shining and... (laughs) And it's dry in Texas. And it's dry in Texas. And you know what? It was 78 degrees today in May. 
Are That's you it. are you a our gardener from way back, Tigger, or is that a yes. recently found? No. That's a most of my life. You're you're a gardener from way back. Last year we grew 130 tomato plants. Oh my gosh! I hope you can or freeze or something. We do, we do, but we also eat a lot. Yeah. Wow. See, that's the thing is, I love the idea of of, of freshly grown, homegrown foods, but Me I too. totally suck at the uh, actual, you know, doing it. Well, you know what I love the idea of. Is Tigger doing it and then giving it to me? That's pretty cool. That's a long trip to go from Texas to Virginia to get that's those. That's all right. Yeah. It thinks you know, that's what you know FedEx is for. for. So Tigger, you are obviously an expert at this. No, I, I have wouldn't a, say I have I'm two an brown expert. Thumbs. I just love it. What and what is the absolute easiest food to grow? Lettuce. Lettuce? You think? Because I was going to say tomatoes. No? Lettuce. Well, tomatoes like hot and they like moist. So in some places... Right, so I live in Houston. Tomatoes. <laughs> well, there you go. You. It would be good tomatoes. for you in Houston, but if you're talking about over the whole country, yeah. lettuce would be lettuce. the easiest. Interesting. Okay. Because I, I have tried tomatoes and failure. Really? Oh, Florida I, I have is brown not thumbs. a good place to I grow really tomatoes. have brown thumbs. I can't... doesn't matter where we live. Yeah. Well, every year we do tomatoes. Um, you know, Peter likes to do basil or, you know, so maybe some herbs. And um, last year he tried some um, strawberries and they didn't take off too well. But we've always been successful with just like kind of the basic thing, like always good with tomatoes. I'm trying to think. I think he one year we did like watermelon and cantaloupe and they cross-pollinated. And then we ah! got we got water cantaloupe. <laughs> wow, that's cool. Not so much. <laughs> it was cool to look at, but it wasn't, you know, no, it wasn't no fun to, good eat. to eat. Yeah. Okay. So the easiest thing to grow is lettuce. If, yes. If we want to grow one thing, because we want to feed it to our ponies, what's it going to be? Mm. Carrots. Carrots. Well, that was the obvious answer. I was going to guess that. Carrots no, or that's too kale. Kale? No, kale is, kale is pretty easy to grow. And that's, ponies like kale too? Yeah, kale is delicious. Really good for and them. people like it too. Yeah. I'm going yeah, just, kale. I'm, I'm voting for kale. Okay, we're it's, gonna check on it's you. It's easy. Yeah, we're gonna check on you. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to the organic food store and buy myself a big box of kale. <laughs> or, or, I was gonna say where you could call Tigger and say, Could you whip some kale in the ground and then send it to me? <laughs> and then just send it to me. Oh you know, I fabulous. every summer I send my mother tomatoes next day air. It costs like, I don't know, hundred and fifty dollars <laughs> to send her maybe six big tomatoes but she lives in montana and she not has good, no not good real tomato access. growing territory in montana <laughs> no. No. Wow. no so it must smell fabulous oh and they're all heirloom everything we grow is organic and heirloom we do not grow any commercial oh, hybrid there's nothing better than an heirloom tomato mm. they're the best oh yeah and we save the seeds and then um the reason we had 138 tomato plants last year was because all the seeds germinated, which was really surprising. Yeah. So um, we had a lot more plants than we thought. So what we did was we staggered, and every two weeks we would plant another group. And that way we had – we started eating tomatoes on like July 7th, and we ended on September 30th. Wow. That's a lot of tomatoes. So That's we're going to plant carrots and kale for us and our ponies. Yes. And we're going to plant lots of them. Um, 
Carrots you have to be very patient with. They don't come up right away. They can take two weeks before they start popping up in the soil. So don't fret. Don't fret. Okay. So we're going to do that. And uh, we're going to wrap up this lovely conversation with, uh, I'm very jealous of your tomato growing capabilities because I love tomatoes. And why don't we welcome our guest to the show? Excellent. I can't wait to talk to Marina. I know. And we're here today with Marina LeMay. She's the barn manager for Team Tate Dressage. And I've had the pleasure of working with side-by-side with Marina um, when Team Tate Dressage decided to start changing their horses' diets and go to a whole food program. So, um, Patty, you haven't had the pleasure of meeting Marina Marina. in the flesh. But um, she she is one of the best barn managers that I have ever come across, and as we all know, oh, I travel goodness. quite a lot. But yeah, that's, that's Marina, quite, you that's are really nice. You are really top. Some top. Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> so, can you um, talk a little bit about some of the differences that you noticed? when you started switching the horses over from commercial feed to whole food? Yes, definitely. So um, we actually switched over to whole foods, um, I would say probably two, two and a half years ago. And before then, we were feeding, like Sigurd said, a commercial pre-packaged processed feed, if you will. Um, And we hadn't necessarily had that many complaints with it per se, from the riders or the owners. Um, But we did have, you know, minor issues like horses having dry skin or horses not keeping their weight very nicely or uh, problems with keeping their energy up during the test or stuff like that. Um, And it actually (laughs) was kind of an interesting happenstance or situation where uh, JJ's assistant trainer, she was actually her working student at the time, Kaylin Blythe, she uh, was having a lot of issues with her horse's weight, her young rider horse, and um, his energy too. So she contacted one of her friends who had already switched her horse over to the whole food diet and had obviously rave results and was singing its praises. And so Kaylin, out of pure curiosity, switched her horses over to the whole food diet and saw incredible changes in her horses. I mean night and day. The horse was eating probably a fraction of the amount he was originally getting on his commercial feed. Uh, The horses began to uh, be way, way, way more shiny and soft in their coats. Uh, It was really a 180 difference. And also that horse actually had a lot of gastric issues. He needed to live on UltraGuard, you know, before shows, after shows, during shows. So your whole show season, you basically are spending, you know, so much money on drugs that you don't really need at the end of the day. So that was our introduction a little bit to the whole food diet. And after seeing the success that Caitlin had on her horses, we got a little curious and started transitioning some of Sadie's horses onto the diet as well. And we have never looked back. We've been really, really pleased with the results. How many horses currently do you have, do you feed on the whole food diet? All of our horses. So, so how many? Um, at the moment, we have 18. So quite a few. It 
been kind of an interesting journey, though, because at first, uh, when we started transitioning some horses on the diet, the there were a few owners who were a little bit unsure about it because it's, oh, it's the hippie diet, and oh, there's no <laughs> science behind it, and this and that, and we're like, no, no, trust us, just, you know, let us try it out and see how the horse likes it, and Sure enough, over time, over the span of several months, all of the owners have agreed to switch their horses over to it, and everyone is happier for it. Oh, that's great. So, did you know, a lot of large barns um, often say, oh, my gosh, it looks so complicated. Right. That's, what's gonna, that's what I was going to ask. How, 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 do you got, how does your staff handle that? Actually, um, we have a really, really good system, and we have no complaints whatsoever regarding managing the feed program here. Um, I do recall, however, like you guys were saying, that a lot of people, their complaint is that, oh, well, it's impossible to do that on a large-scale training barn or, you know, big boarding barns. It's just not feasible, and you could potentially do it for one or two personal horses, but once you get into that, those big bulk numbers, it's just not possible. So. Um, we were a little bit afraid of that going in at first, but um, we were actually really surprised at how simple it was. We um, bought these little stackable bins where we put each ingredient in it. So we have one for, you know, the alfalfa pellets and one for the cool stands, the flax seeds and so on. So you have maybe six or seven ingredients in these small bins and um, we just pre-make all of the meals for the day for each horse in these little buckets. and then you soak them before you feed and that's it. It's really not at all that complicated. I think a lot of uh, places go through that. And then once they do it, they think, geez, this really isn't nearly as big. It just sounds so much more work intensive because if you're just taking something from a bag, putting it in a bucket, dumping in their, you know, in their stalls, you don't, you know, it seems like it's so much easier and it really isn't. I mean, it's not that much more of a deal. It's not that much more time, uh, you know, problem. Exactly. I totally agree. Um, we actually started timing ourselves because we were a little bit curious and to make feed for the whole day for 18 horses, it takes, you know, a half hour. It's really not that bad. So That's amazing. All in all, it's a it is amazing. That's amazing. And how many times a day do you feed? <laughs> we feed uh, four times a day. Not all of the horses need four meals a day, but uh, most of ours do get a meal at breakfast, lunch, dinner, and if they need it, they'll get a fourth meal at night check. Right. Oh, that's perfect. So, Marina, what, I mean, you work so closely with JJ's FEI horses, the horses in training, the clients' horses. What have you noticed about the diet and how it's affected the horses? Oh, goodness, so much. Well, um, one thing that I really, really appreciate about the diet is the fact that you're basically using the food almost like medicine, basically. The food is healing. So by default of that fact, you're actually using less supplements, less drugs, less medications, which obviously creates a healthier horse overall. So um, that's one thing that I really, really enjoyed about it over time, that the horses seem to get actually healthier. Um, so that was really fun. And another thing that I really, really enjoy about the diet is just how great they look. I can't get over it every day. I'm just shocked by how nice the horses look. They're filled yeah. out. They're, you know, 
their whole top line is just blooming all the time. The coats are insanely shiny. We get comments at shows left and right about like, oh my God, what are you seeing your horses? And um, they're silky. There's really no end to all of the benefits that we see with uh, this diet. Have you noticed a, a reduction in your vet bills? Um, I would say so, yeah. Looking back, I think when we're feeding our commercial feeds, we're feeding also um, a lot more supplements, I think. Mm. I remember thinking back now uh, when we were feeding those horses, it was like ridiculous amounts of supplements to just get them by and a lot of medications too to treat, you know, gastric problems, high gut problems. And on this diet, it seems to just kind of take care of itself and you don't really need to manage it with extra medications. So that's really nice for sure. <laughs> yeah, what, what, uh, what are the supplements that you guys mostly use? I'm probably setting you up um, for this. Yeah. <laughs> I, like to, I know A the answer. Bit. I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Well, at the moment, um, we're really, I think, mostly just feeding Biostar supplements. So, uh, the one really? Biostar? <laughs> All the horses uh, get a multivitamin from Biostar. So, either the Optimum Senior or the Optimum Original um, or the Joint One. Uh, and we have a bunch of horses who, especially for shows or when they're stressed, going to clinics or things like that, and they need a little bit of an extra boost for um, their gut, we'll have them also on uh, Biostar's um, Bioflora uh-huh. and also the Empower Hemp Oil, which we really, really like. Best so, thing in the world, um, just saying. Yes, it definitely is. It's the best superfood. <laughs> It truly is. Uh, and that's about it, I think. Yeah, that's, I, I mean, in comparison to so many barns where there's, you know, five, six, seven, eight supplements per horse, um, that's a that's a wonderful, wonderfully nice and simple program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I totally agree with that. And it's just reduced all of the supplements in general. I think the only additional medications or supplements that our horses are occasionally on will be, um, for example, if a horse has problems sweating and that's kind of more like a thing, uh, different than they'll go on either, you know, the Guinness or the one AC or things like that, but it's usually a temporary solution anyway. Right. Do you, do you like, or no, let me put it this way. Did you feel overwhelmed when, when we started, with the the ability to adjust by the day or by the week or was that overwhelming for you or did you like that part that you could tweak honestly i really really enjoyed it Daisy sometimes laughs at me because she says it's like my little baby child project and that's I'm always like a little chemist in the feed room working away at these different rations but I really, really love it. And honestly, that's probably one of my favorite things about the whole food diet is that it's not a generic template that you have to follow and you just plug it into every single horse's ration. Right. It's yeah. for every single horse. And that's what it's the beauty of it. So every horse is obviously different based on, you know, their workload, their breed, their age, their, uh, what they're doing in their, uh, with their riders and, 
all these different facets that you really have to cater to to get the best out of them. So if you were to just do a generic feed program that's the same for all of them or the same feed for all of them with different amounts, you can't really get the best out of them. And that's what I love so much is if they have a day off, well, maybe they're not going to get their extra dose of barley that day or something like that. And just cater to them and really develop your eye and see, oh, well, he looks like he's maybe losing a bit of weight or needs more energy or so on and so forth. And you just tweak the diet day by day, week by week, according to their individual needs. Which is so nice because with commercial feeds, you just feed more. You know, if you need to tweak something, you just give more. And it's more of all the same things. And if one of the things isn't working for the horse, you know, you you don't know. And that's, that's always been my favorite thing with the whole food diet is letting it be customized. Exactly. Yep. I love that so much about it. And I think that's a huge fun with commercial feeds. I mean, there are obviously a lot of flaws in commercial feeds that we've <laughs> right. found out over the years, but that's one thing that's really bugged me a lot is then you create so many other problems. Exactly. And you know, the thing that I really like is what's not in the whole food diet. There's yeah. no wheat, there's no soy, there's no vegetable oils, there's no coal tar, there's no petroleum. It, it, it really gives the horse's gut a chance to have real food. Yeah. Yep. And no stress there because they, they have enough stress exactly. just being horses <laughs> yeah. in competition and training. And having owners. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That sounds really stressful. <laughs> So, Marina, what would be your advice to somebody who's sitting on the fence right now and thinking, boy, I really would like to get into this diet? What what would you say to that person? I would say definitely jump right in. It is going (laughs) to be a decision that you will definitely not regret. I think uh, it may seem daunting at first, but I feel like if you just educated yourself a little bit, and do a little bit of research, or even better yet, you contact Tigger, who is the best research of all. <laughs> um, oh, you can really easily get into the program without any trouble at all. And I mean, Tigger knows this very well too, but each time I have a question about a specific horse, or if I want to tweak a ration, I'm not too sure, or anything at all, I really don't hesitate to contact her. And I'm sorry if I bug you, Tigger, but you're just I love it. Are you kidding? You can bug me all you want. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think there's definitely, there should be no fear or concerns about jumping into the whole food diet because it's such a helpful resource to have and there's only benefits. I agree. Amen. <laughs> Thank you, Marina. You, 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 are for me, if I could clone you and put you in every major barn, um, we would have so many more healthy horses. And, and Marina has been able to do something that I really encourage everyone who owns a horse or manages a farm or is a groom. She really uses her intuition. And yes, sometimes she texts me and say, I'm not sure what to do about this. But over time, that's gotten less and less and less and less as she's gotten so knowledgeable about the diet and and she listens to her intuition to what the horses are telling her and and that's a great gift yeah well Huge thank gift. you so much i was trained by the best digger <laughs> oh, thanks <laughs> oh that's so sweet well let me tell you marina i would like to clone you and put you all over the the u.s 
<laughs> because we'd have a lot healthier horses. Yeah. So thank you so Aww. much for coming on thank Health you. Critters. And if somebody wants to ask you um, about, um, you know, sort of holding their hand to start a whole food diet for their horse, how, how can somebody get hold of you? Can they get hold of you through the Team Tate Dressage website? Uh, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me would just be directly through my email, and I can give you guys that if you want. Okay, that would be great. Yeah, so it's marina.lemay at gmail.com. So M-A-R-I-N-A dot L-E-M-A-Y at gmail.com. And if you're like me, you can't remember an email address when somebody says it on the air. We will put Marina's email address on the Healthy Critters Radio show notes page. So you can just go to healthycrittersradio.com and look for episode 13. And her email address will be right there. She's driving. Hmm. Hello. Hetty. Oh, hello, Instagram, Patty. <laughs> How are you? May I ask you what time you think it might be? <laughs> it's five o'clock my time. <laughs> it's seven oh three. Oh, I'm. Oh, so that would imply that it's. Two hours and three minutes after my dinner time? Uh-oh. No, and we were... <laughs> would that make you think that my servant should be fired? Uh, yes. Yes. That's what I would think. That's yes. exactly what came to mind. I cannot determine at this point oh. whether fired or cast out to die would be the better response. <laughs> Well, Hetty, I have a question for you. Okay. Are you ready? Well, because of yes. uh, just of some recent events in my life, I th- I thought to myself, what would Hetty do if and your who servant wouldn't think what? That? Who wouldn't think that? that? Very good point. Very good. Very good point. But Hetty, my question is, what would you do if your servant? had to go to the emergency room in the middle of the night. What would you do? How would you handle that? Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, we have strict policies about not disturbing my (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You Uh are so inconsiderate that you Uh experience harm or whatever. Please do try to go while I'm awake. Okay. So what you're saying is, is is that any extracurricular activities have to happen, obviously not around dinner time, and certainly not when it affects your sleep. Well, for example, when my human recently was so retarded as to brain her ankle and tear a chip off the bone because she's a monkey, then 
I can only assume that my correct response was to mock her forever. But at least she had the courtesy to have the veterinarian x-ray it rather than going to a physician and inconveniencing me. That honestly sounds like a pretty spectacular uh, servant to me. I'm just saying. That's good. That's good. I think you've got her well-trained. Well, I do my best, Patty. Trust me when I tell you, it is an uphill climb. <laughs> yeah, I, it sounds like it's a hard job. Hetty, you sound, you know, you're, you, you sound like you're in a car going over a bridge or something. Are you, are you driving? We are in a car, Tigger, because the servant was <laughs> making a living. <laughs> and so that's real. And so we had to teach a lesson or something. I don't know. But it's taken quite a long time, and that is why I am not having my dinner on time. I'm so sorry, uh, Hetty. Yeah, that's not good. No. Well, at least you're not having to drive. <laughs> no, I don't do driving for several reasons, not the least of which is that I'm quite short. Right. I cannot see over the steering wheel. I would be a better driver, of course, than right. the <laughs> And I'm sure you'd be an excellent driver. Oh, my gosh, yes. Of course I would. <laughs> Well, Hetty, um, I hope you get home soon and get dinner and get cheese and everything your little heart desires. Um, and we will talk to you soon. I did have cheese on the way to the lesson. Oh. <laughs> well, that's good. I'm going to think about my cheese. <laughs> <laughs> poor little Hetty. Yeah, poor little Hetty, because the, the, the sound from... Your servant's cell phone isn't so good, so we're going to um, let you think about your cheese and get home and have some more. Well, thank you so much, Tigger. I'm sorry. I will fire her and insist that if she wishes to be reemployed, she must purchase a new phone. Good idea. Okay. Thanks, okay. Hetty. Talk to you soon, Hetty. Bye. Bye. And now it's time for the breed of the show. Well, the breed of the show, per Ramey Perucci, was a request from him to do a Basset Hound. And I have to tell you guys, it's not anything I've ever had. Tigger? Nope. I've yep. known some. Yep. I've known a few. Um, Jennifer, I don't know if you've ever run into um, a Basset Hound. But this has been kind of a fun one to look into because I, I didn't really know anything about it. And um, so, you know, the, 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 all the sources I go to have the, they talk about the structure. Um, they're obviously a, a large, short, solid dog. Is that like a sentence right there? A large, short, solid dog. So they're short, they're short legged. They're, um, you know, a hound breed. They're actually um, descendants um of the Basset or the Bloodhound, excuse me, which I didn't know. Um, they're considered very devoted. They're gentle. They're tenacious, friendly, and sweet-tempered. So the overall thing that I, um, in my research, is that they're very, very loving, sweet dogs. Um, I'm always looking to see if um, the breed is is going to be a good family dog, and it seems as though they're just an excellent all-around dog. However, they are not great 
with obedience. <laughs> oh, gee, now that is a huge surprise. Yeah, not. They, yeah, yeah. It was sort of funny, and 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 it, things terms like not eager to obey <laughs> rang true more than once. Keep on a leash was another biggie. Um, <laughs> this is my favorite because this is this is my favorite. When they're bored, they bay and howl. <laughs> Now that must mean they're bored all the time. All the time. So, I mean, having said that, they seem like a very jovial, comical type of breed. Um, they are descendants, um, again, like I said, of the bloodhound. They're one of six recognized basset breeds originated in France. They uh, their purpose was in, uh, originally to hunt um, hare or rabbit. Now, this is sort of an interesting little tidbit. The dewlap which is the loose elastic skin around the neck and they're what they call long trailing ears. Their ears are also referred to as leathers. Did anybody know that? No. Their, their ears are referred, they're, they're, they call them leathers. I'm not sure what that meant. Um, but they trap the scent. Yeah, that I knew. Which is, rem- I didn't know. How cool is that? I did not know that. Um, no, so wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Did they like do a double blind study and take twenty five basset hounds? And well, as a matter one, of fact, one third of them they took their skin and stretched it all flat and straight to see if they could sniff as well. Uh, you know, I, I'm going to have to look into that, but um, <laughs> I don't know how to answer that. But all I know is, is that they said their loose skin traps scent. But it, that's kind of. But I, I did. I do know that from the bloodhounds, which I guess makes sense. Now, okay, you ready for this? <laughs> ready. Ready, Jennifer? You ready? I'm, ready. I'm sitting. Okay, down. they their 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 ears, which are also known as leathers, um, they're large and pendulous, and they have the, there's a basset hound that holds the world record for the largest ears. <laughs> right? Can you imagine? You know what? So what do you got? I got a basset. You know, hound. I can't wait to go on a game show with that piece of information. I know. Seriously, I mean, okay. Another thing to just on a game show. They're not great swimmers. I'm not sure this is a shock. Oh, not with those little legs and that big body. No, and it's interesting. They sink like a stone. yeah. They're like bricks. They're like very large cinder blocks. But they're also, and I didn't get too much into this, but um, because of their their short stature, it's actually a form of dwarfism. Which is actually um, uh, interesting. Yeah, um, and I didn't get enough chance to really look into that. But it's not. It's not a. Um, I mean, obviously, they originally they bred. They bred this um, from the bloodhound. But when they got to this point, they, they had they had to do a lot of things that would then, of course, with the loose skin and on the smaller frame, which then gets into some of the health things that they deal with. Um, because their ears are large and hold world records, they um, do tend to have ear mites and ear conditions that you, I know, I do know of a friend that had basset hounds years ago and they would put like a sock over their head um, when they were eating so that their ears wouldn't get in the way um, because puppies often bite their ears when they're eating. <laughs> right? Oh, that's too cute. No, it's adorable. And so one of the articles that I read said that the puppies actually <laughs> can attack their ears. <laughs> and I I just just kind of wondered about that and um, but they but they tend to bite their ears a lot because they're always in the way. Um you know, really when you think about it, think about a hair 
with really big ears. And then when they put their ears down, it, they're just sort of like a bassets. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But it's a basset bunny. Yeah, basset bunny. But their ears are far more <laughs> correct than the bassets because the bassets, they, you know, they, there was a couple things. Well, the bassets are in a permanently down position because yeah. rabbits can go up. But I think it's interesting that they sort of mimic the very animal that they hunt. Right. It's kind of funny. Well, and which brings another point is that, you know, um, they're actually a very sad looking breed, um, which is actually. Because they're really unhappy with their ears. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Or they bit them. You're on a roll tonight, Miss Miss. <laughs> Miss Tigger. Um, but a lot of people are turned off because they always look so sad when they're really quite a jovial breed. Um, they live to about uh, 10 to 12 years. Um, the only thing that I really couldn't get a handle on, and I there was tons of pictures of kids laying with basset hounds. Um, uh, you know, Don't they you do remember have hush puppies. Oh, I do. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I so remember that. That's so funny. Um, but I wanted to see, like, if they, they recommended them for kids. I couldn't find any one thing that said, yes, this is a great um, pet for a family or, or, you know, or specifically children. But I did find a lot of pictures um, in the sources that I go through with kids with them. So I think they're probably a decent breed for a family. But I, I'm just going to warn you um, – like I said, lack of obedience would be a right. <laughs> and, and this is my new favorite statement: not eager to obey. Well, yeah, I think that might be accurate. Yeah, yeah, not eager. Um, and you know, oh, and the and the last thing that I'm going to add: apparently, they're they're very much a foodie, and um, they live for food. So you can they there's some there's some help uh, hope that you can do some obedience with them because if you feed them they'll probably do something but once you take them off that leash they're not eager to obey <laughs> good to know I, I, i've only ever met two basset hounds that i you know actually knew and one of those was uh, a terror mm-hmm. he was mean to everyone he was one of those dogs that decided there was one human being in the household that was okay and the rest of all the rest of humanity needed to be bitten Really? Yeah, he was that, and um, yeah, he had one. Everybody else was mean. You could don't walk up to him and pet him because he was going to bite you. And the other basset hound, as your as per your description, happiest dog ever. Right, very jovial. The whole world is his friend. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah they said very devoted, gentle. You know, a little yeah. tenacious, friendly. Um, not eager to obey. <laughs> I just think it's my favorite thing. That's like... <laughs> like a lot of children. <laughs> I know. I just like not eager to obey. That's going to be... I'm going to use that in clinics. You know what I mean? <laughs> Your horse is not eager to obey at this moment. <laughs> I just thought it was pretty cute. But I, I think they're all around probably a really good dog. But you have to, you have to like... Um, you have to like the fact they can't swim. Nope. You have to like the fact that they're going to attack their own ear, ears and they're not eager to obey. They, if you can deal with that, it's, it's your they, kind of. They dog. gather up a lot of dirt when trotting around the barnyard. Let's just they be do. honest. Yeah, because yeah. they, they are so like low little, to the ground. A broom. They're a brain. They're yeah. yeah. That's that's a good point. Yeah. I hadn't even thought of that. But Remember, so Carol Bauer had one named Hoover. You know, you. I hadn't. I hadn't thought of that one. That's so. You're right. That was a great name for a basset. Hoover is a great name because the ears are scooping everything up. <laughs> yeah, they exactly. are. So, what would be wonderful is if. If uh, listeners who have Bassets in their lives 
Maybe send us pictures. Maybe they oh, send us pictures and, and Basset Hound stories. Maybe that's a new thing that we should do is after we do a breed of the show is I'd love to get um, some feedback about people's uh, oh, dogs. And maybe, we act- could, maybe we could announce the next breed of show and they could send us pictures and, and stories ahead of time. Oh, th- you know what I think would be a great breed? Girls what? would be the Irish setter. Oh my gosh, what a fabulous <laughs> idea. How did you come up with that? I don't know. I don't know. It just came to me. Tigger, do you think Irish Setter is good? I think Irish Setter is perfect. perfect. So we want okay. Irish Setter pictures and Irish uh, Setter yes. and, 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 and one of the three of us needs to remember this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Where's Glenn? <laughs> I think that's a great idea. I'd love to get feedback from the people that are listening about how accurate these things are. Because this is stuff, I mean, obviously Tigger and I have owned probably half the, um, the world's population <laughs> of dogs. <coughs> But there are a few that we don't know about, and Basset Hound was one of them, right, Tiggs? Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, if you want to send us your your Irish Setter or your Basset Hound pictures and or stories, we would love both. Probably a good way to do that would be to go to the Healthy Critters Radio Facebook page. I think Perfect. that's an excellent idea, Perfect. Jennifer. Post them up there. Post them yep. up there. Perfect. And here we are at Critter Nutrition. We're going to talk about common medications and the nutrients they deplete. And I want to tell you that if you want to read the, the complete, my complete um, treaties on medications and the nutrients they deplete, please go to the Biostar US website, uh, go to articles, and go to the formulators corner because... It, there you can read it, and I go into a lot more depth. Um, here I'm just going to pick up some highlights for you today on common nutrients and and how to rebalance the horse after they've been on medication. We know the health of the GI tract is fundamental to equine canine and human health. It is the seat of the immune system, and it's the seat of nutrient absorption. What happens when we have to give drugs like antibiotics, ulcer medications, antacids, or anti-inflammatory drugs? Perhaps not surprisingly, these different classifications of drugs can diminish or deplete important gut microorganisms and or nutrients. Ulcer medications. Common ulcer medications like the proton pump inhibitor omeprazole can diminish or deplete B12, beta-carotene, folate, iron, zinc, calcium, magnesium, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Simididine and ranitidine can deplete or diminish calcium, chromium, folate, iron, B12, and zinc. Sucralfate diminishes phosphorus. With the corticosteroids, these drugs include cortisone, dexamethasone, hydrocortisone, and prednisone can deplete calcium, folate, magnesium, chromium, potassium, zinc, vitamin C, and vitamin D. Equiox and Prevacox diminishes folate. Antibiotics, amoxicillin, penicillin, erythromycin, sulfonamide deplete beneficial bacteria strains, the bifidobacteria, and lactobacillus, as well as vitamins B1, B2, B3, B5, B6, B12, vitamin K, calcium, magnesium, and potassium. The tetracycline antibiotics, doxycycline and minocycline, will deplete or diminish lactobacillus, bifidobacteria, 
calcium, magnesium, potassium, iron, zinc, vitamins B1, B2, B5, B6, B12, vitamin K, and folate. As you probably noticed, as I've gone down this list of, in, of nutrients that are affected by these medications, folate shows up quite frequently. There is a great confusion over the term folate and the term folic acid. Folic acid is the synthetic version of folate, which is also known as vitamin B9. Folic acid is not found in fresh whole foods. Folic acid is synthetic and is added to processed foods and supplements as a fortifier. Folate is found in green grass, green vegetables, super green foods like spirulina, as well as legumes like alfalfa, timothy hay, orchard grass, and some grains. Folate is required for DNA synthesis and cell growth and is important for red blood cell formation and energy production, as well as the formation of some amino acids. Folate is essential for creating heme, the iron-containing substance in hemoglobin that is crucial for oxygen support. Now, horses with EPM. EPM horses treated with sulfadiazine, and pyrimethamine can be affected with lower folate levels. These two drugs inhibit the metabolism and absorption of folate. Two studies have highlighted that supplementation with folic acid only made the problems worse. Don't add more folic acid. The best course of action when using these medications is fresh grass, super green foods, and or alfalfa pellets or cubes for increased folate. How do we nutritionally support horses that have to be on drug therapy? One of the most important things to remember about horses is their GI tract. Access to fresh grass, even hand grazing, is critical for the health of the intestinal tract. Nutrients in grass and the microbes in the soil help support the digestive system. Grass and forage also supply vitamin K. The super green foods, spirulina and chlorella, provide not only folate, but also plant chelated macro and micro minerals, including but not limited to calcium, magnesium, chromium, zinc, potassium, and iron, which can be depleted or diminished by various drug therapies. Spirulina also provides the B-complex vitamins, including B12 and beta-carotene. The beneficial microorganisms, also known as probiotics. Particularly for horses on antibiotic therapies, recolonizing the GI tract is essential. Look for lactobacillus strains that supply at least 100 billion CFUs, that's colony-forming units, per serving. Multi-strain formulas are better than single-strain formulas because the GI tract is home to a variety of beneficial organisms. Microencapsulated formulas are best as they protect the viable beneficial organisms from the acid environment of the stomach. Do not give probiotics at the same time you are giving antibiotics. I prefer to give probiotics one to two hours after each antibiotic treatment. Vitamin D. 
Two hours of sunlight per day can provide most horses with enough vitamin D. Forages that have been sun-dried also supply adequate amounts of vitamin D, particularly alfalfa. Some nutritionists have pointed out that horses wearing blankets may need vitamin D supplementation. However, a study done in New Zealand that was presented at the American College of Veterinary Medicine Internal Medicine Forum, June 4th through the 6th in 2015, showed that blanketing does not appear to impact vitamin D status in horses and that pasture vitamin D and forage vitamin D are important for ensuring adequate vitamin D levels. Vitamin D, commonly found in supplements and feed, can be derived from irradiated cattle brains, from ultraviolet irradiation of lanolin from sheep's wool, or from fish oil. The Whole Food Approach When I developed Optimum, Biostar's whole food multivitamin mineral supplement, I did so for my own horses. I could no longer put a scoop of coal tar derivative B vitamins, inorganic minerals, and vitamin A from petroleum in my horse's feed buckets. I created Optimum because I wanted the best multinutrient supplement for them. Optimum is 100% whole food that includes the super green food spirulina. My horse Lionheart, who is now 29 years young, and the rescue horse Ringo Starr, age 20, whose owner wanted to put him down because she didn't want to pay the bills on him anymore, have been on Optimum for eight years. They have no health issues, no metabolic challenges, no ulcers, no allergies, and they're barefoot. My friends who know Lionheart remember that he was once a walking vet bill on a farrier's challenge. If I have any regrets, it's that I didn't make the connection between food and health when Lionheart was younger. Medications are important and necessary, so doesn't it make sense to support the body as best we can with real food that is brimming with enzymes, nutrients, antioxidants, and a life force? Foods which haven't been processed to death? Foods that won't put stress on the GI tract? Foods that will replenish and support the body system at large. So this is the Coffee Clatch. I think that might be the favorite segment of the show for us. Well, I don't know. Critter Nutrition is pretty popular, too, because we always feel so smart just hanging around the room and listening to that. Yeah, and just the big words. The big words make us feel important. A lot of big words. And I, you know... For a while, I've known Tigger for a long time. I had to check to make sure they were real words. Yeah, they are. <laughs> and you I'm know, the like, funny thing is, I'm terrible at things like Scrabble. I make up words. I defend them. I create <laughs> definitions for things that don't exist. So it's a good thing you checked up on me. Have, yeah. have you guys ever played um, Ask a Non-Horse Person? No. Just take no. half a dozen or so words that are oh, horse industry specific and you ask somebody who has no, no knows nothing about a horse what they mean and record it with your iPhone it's hilarious. Well wait, Jen, what's a non-horse person? <laughs> oh, they do exist if you go outside of Wellington. Okay. Well into the outskirts, perhaps up to Valdosta or something like that. Yes, they, they, are, they do exist and you can find them in shopping malls. Wow. Particularly okay. in uh-huh. fine that particularly in shoes that that sell expensive jewelry. And right. uh, high heeled shoes, you can find them. Tigger, I think this is this this could be a fun interview on the fly, don't you think? Find not yeah, non horse people oh, and ask the non horse person is awesome. <laughs> What's a sheet? <laughs> it's not a light sweater that you wear during the springtime. <laughs> Explain to me flying change. Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh, it's when you drop your wallet in the, when you're running across the parking lot. Yes, it's pretty fun. 
<laughs> but I digress. Well, today we're going to talk about our favorite animal movies. Yes, we are. And none of us know what each other has picked. We picked our top five. That's right. Now, I want to find out, though, before we get started and go through all of our lists, what prompted this topic, Tigger? Lord only knows. Were you watching an old was, movie on yeah, TV? I was watching one of my favorite movies. Uh-huh. Okay. All right. Animals. And what was that movie? I, well, you want me to start off then? Okay. Yes, you start yeah. with your first. We'll go, we'll go around and around. What's what's? I'm going to start. Um, we're each going to start, and we'll each do one at a time. So what is your first on your list, Tigger? The Black Stallion. Which version? The first one. The old one with Mickey Rooney? No, the one the one with Francis Ford Coppola directed. Also, I, I, see, I've got my IMDb all queued up here. Because <laughs> I'm an IMDb fan big time. You're checking her out. Yeah, yep, yep. Black Stallion. It is so beautifully. The 1979 version. Yep. Okay, I'm going to have to watch that. Oh, yeah, the cinematography in there, that is tough. Oh, to yeah. yeah. Oh. Was it just on and you were watching it? Or? No, that wasn't the one I was watching. She wanted the first one on my list. So. Oh, sorry, sorry. Patty P? Okay. This, um, <clears throat> Tig, I'm not sure you're going to know this. Um, just because I had so many kids. Milo and Otis. Oh, I do know that. Yeah. It was just, and it's funny, the first couple times I watched it, and it was uh, with, um, um, oh my gosh, he, uh, ah, the guy, the British actor. Um, <laughs> that narrows it down. Oh my gosh. Um, Dudley Moore. Dudley Moore. Moore, yes. Oh yes, he always played a drunk. He was in 10. Yes. And Arthur. And Arthur. Yeah, yes. and Arthur. And he was the the voice and it was just a really cute and it was with a pug and a kitten and, and a it cat. was just yes yeah and it was and I I, I remember thinking it, it just it was such a weird movie to me but it was so adorable just how it all played out and my kids loved it loved it Jennifer my first one on my list is up oh yeah. I, I forgot about that I, yeah Tig I'm a little disappointed right but I didn't even think of that because I, I know we said five, but I have about 20 on mine. Yeah. I, I've I watched that movie a dozen times and I'll watch yeah. it a dozen more. I yeah. Love yeah. No, I just watched it like two weeks ago. Squirrel. 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 I know. That's my favorite, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All, All right. right. Number two. So my next one is Secretariat. Ooh, oh, I, didn't, I, oh, I didn't even have that on my list. What? Well, I, I don't. I mean, we when you hear should. what I, yeah, oh, no, when you hear what I have what? on my list. Oh, yeah. Diane Ladd. Yeah. Lane. Diane Lane. Lane. Uh, uh, it's such a great story. And, yeah. and here's the weird thing. I actually went to school with Penny. You said that. Penny's daughter. Yeah. yeah. When Secretariat was running. Oh my gosh. That must've been so cool. It was very cool. Well, you know, um, I do a clinic in uh, Richmond or Doswell, Virginia, um, with a very good friend of mine. And um, they uh, live right back on the backside of where the farm is, which is now um, home to um, a lot of different events. In fact, the state fair. But um, they do dressage shows and whatever there. And just hearing the history of when the farm was up and going in in its glory – 
such a cool, 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 amazing American, you know, icon story. It was just such a, a, a neat um, time and such an awesome horse. Oh my gosh, such what an awesome, awesome horse. horse. We all knew what happened at the end. We all know who wins the Belmont Stakes, but yeah. you watch that scene, you get goosebumps. And, yeah, it's, it, it's just, it, it's one of the most amazing sports, whether it's equine, yeah. human, whatever. Any, That's one of the greatest sporting it. events yep. ever. Yeah. Yep. Okay. And they 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 Disney-fied it just the right amount because they yes. glossed over some stuff, but they didn't go to, so over the top that those of us who followed the story because we're avid horse people, they didn't Disney-fy it so much that you went, "Oh man!" Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they did it just. No, right. it was it was it was good. That should be on the list. Yep. yep. Okay, Patty. Okay, I'm going to break the rules. Shocking to both of you, and I'm going to because I have so many. I'm now decided I'm going to give you my. Two second favorites. Oh, there's a tie. Oh, God. Well, it's not even that there's a tie because the rest of them, because these are all, this, there's so many that, that were good. Okay. Um, um, it's Homeward Bound and Lady in the Tramp. Oh, I almost put Lady in the Tramp. I know. Yeah, I'll oh. put Lady in the Tramp on my list. Absolutely. Okay. Um, but Homeward Bound, do you guys remember yeah. that one? Yeah, I remember I that. do. I it, it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't really me, no. strike me. It didn't resonate for me. It no. was a great story, girls, it was, about it, dogs. I liked it better lost. as a book. Huh? I read the book. Oh. So that was your first mistake. Don't ever read the book. I was like, wait, there's a book? <laughs> <laughs> I loved the book. Yeah. I didn't read the book. I, I love the movie. I thought the movie was just so cute. And uh, um, But Lady and the Tramp. Oh, my Come God. On. Definitely Lady and the Tramp. Right? The spaghetti scene. Spaghetti scene. I is know. Okay. All right, Jennifer, what was yours? My, my next one is, it's not, it's not horsey, March of the Penguins. Oh, oh yes. yes. That is such an yeah, amazing was- film. And you can't go wrong with Morgan Freeman. No. No, right? I can't. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. Or with Antarctica and below, 90 below zero, and these, these mm-hmm. amazing creatures take care of that egg it, it it's yeah, it's it was cool yeah it's no, that's cool. yep on my recommended watching next time there's next time uh you're stuck in the house because you have the influenza and you feel like <laughs> crap watch this because it'll help bring your fever down too yeah for sure yeah, i bet it will <laughs> <laughs> well the next one on next my one? list is probably a surprise or maybe not kung okay. fu panda that's not- Surprise for me at all? Are you kidding me? Kung Fu Panda. That was a good one. That That's totally what I was watching you. when I came up with the idea. That totally That's... fits you, Tigger. Totally. I love that movie. That was a good movie. It's it's Kung Fu very good movie. I can't and it has all these different animals in it. That's what I thought I was so so wonderful. It was a good one. All right. What's next, Patty? Okay, I'm doing two again. Uh oh. Because I just want to, you know. All right, you ready? I'm ready. Charlotte's Web and Marley and Me. I see a theme in your in your your. Uh, yeah, here. you're you like you like the tear jerkers, don't you? Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh huh. <laughs> no, Although, which no, I, which version I of Charlotte's saw. Web is on your list? Actually, I, I just I didn't know there's many versions. There's I, two. Um, yeah, there's there's a live action and then there's an animated. You know, number one. Um. <laughs> The animated, the, the animated, animated one, yeah. yeah. I I didn't care for the live action one. It's it's 
No, that I mean, to, you know, I, I, my kids grew up watching the show, the animated one, and that was kind of the one that I always, yeah. I mean, because I did read that book. Believe it or not, that book I read, um, uh, but I like the animated one. Yeah, me too. I agree. And then Marley and Me wasn't that such a cute it story? It was a very cute story. Yeah. Okay, and Jennifer. I loved Charlotte's Web, the book, as a kid. I, I know. I, yeah, I, I, I read that one about a million times. Yeah. 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 That was up there with Black Beauty. Yeah. Identified with the rat. You did? <laughs> Templeton? Did. Yes, big time. No, I wow. identified with Charlotte. Of course you did. Because she's <laughs> smart and knows how to spell. Yeah. <laughs> and she uses big words. That's right. <laughs> What's on your list, Jen? My next one, Sea Biscuit. Oh, I almost wrote that down. That was such you know a what movie. that that I loved loved that movie, movie. yeah, yeah that Jeff that's Bridges a really good one was so good in it yeah yeah well they all were yeah that one really got me because it was such a well done story that happened yes. to have a horse mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and what a horse I mean what a horse what a, horse. What a great back story. and back and back I know Just, oh. Amazing. And the time and, and everything that was going on. Imagine and living on a train. I know. <laughs> Can you imagine putting one of our horses on a train now? Can you imagine? No. No. <laughs> no turnout, no nothing, crossing the country, heaving the dirty straw out the window as you go. I mean, yeah. you no. know what that yeah. was? He, you know, that helped him run because that was that was the early version of the Theraplate. <laughs> That's right. With heat. With heat. Absolutely. <laughs> Good thinking. There you go. All right. What's next? Next is Mulan. Oh. oh. That dragon and the little cricket and the horse that makes the ugly faces. I I wouldn't have even thought that good. I wouldn't even. Oh, yep. Every time I think name? of Mulan, I think of Hannah doing the Mulan thing um, for Averett. Oh, the thing yes. that you did, Tigger. You remember that? Yes. I just happened to see that the other day, which which was so cute. Tigger did a musical for a um, a college, and um, well, how it was well, it was pretty cool. But that that was like the first time I really actually watched that movie. Uh-huh. It's what and Eddie Murphy as the dragon. I mean, what yeah. could be funnier? I know. Oh, I'm lo- I'm looking up. I went to the Disney Wiki to look up. The horse in have Mulan. you not seen Mulan? I have not seen Mulan. I should. I like Khan. Khan can totally be a Grand Prix horse. Yes. Yeah. Totally. He could also be a driving yeah. horse. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Patty P. Okay. I'm kind of surprised we haven't heard this one yet. I'm only going to do one this time, but Finding Nemo. Oh, I almost oh. wrote that down. Did you? Yeah. Absolutely. Finding Nemo. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's classic. Yeah. I Definitely. mean, yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I've, I, I was sick to my stomach by the time the, the aquarium scene in the dentist office was over. <gasps> oh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it was and just figuring out how to get out. You know what I loved were what? the little crabs when they do that sort of kung fu thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I liked, I liked the uh, seagulls. Mine. Uh, yeah, oh, I love, love the seagull. Mine, I love mine. the seagull. Yeah, mine, mine. Yeah, no, I love that. It's yep. great. I love the turtles. The turtles were pretty cool. Oh, crush, man. Crush. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. All right, what's I love next? That. Jennifer. Well, it's my turn. Okay, this, this next one is on my list 
because it's one of the earliest things I remember inspiring me to Okay, I'm gonna guess. Ride guess? and ride horses and go jumping. Guess. Can I oh. guess? I know. Which National Velvet. Nope. Yeah. No? Nope. It's the horse with the flying tail. Oh my gosh, nautical. Yep. Nautical. I saw that as a kid. Yep. I don't even know what you're talking about. <gasps> oh my gosh. Put it on your Netflix queue. Okay, I'm gonna have to look it up. It's the story of nautical. It's and the true story wildly. of nautical. That's right. Oh wow. Okay, I have it's to watch great. that one. Engine Joe is his name, the horse. That's oh, wow. I'm writing that one down, girls. Palomino cow pony through a series of owner's oh. adventures becomes a champion mount for one of the United States equestrian team. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Good Next one, time. Jennifer. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty cool. Okay. Okay, my last one is Best in Show. Oh, oh my gosh, I cannot believe I didn't put that down. I love that movie. <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Yeah. Now explain this to me, Tigger. That's a, that was a fun, fun, fun movie with lots and lots of dogs. Why is it that directors of motion pictures, and TV for that matter, insist upon peppering their work with fake whinnies, but yet they don't put fake dog barks in? Explain that. Huh. That is a good. That's I have. Ne- I have never considered that. I hadn't even. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Even know if I would have. Well, Mister Ed didn't have a fake Winnie. No, he didn't. No, he, he was a- being shocked. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. Yeah. <laughs> that, sorry, that's just one of my pet peeves, and and I will okay. I will carry that grudge with that. me to the end of my days. Yes, I'm gonna pay attention to that. <laughs> All right, what's what's your last one or last two? Okay, well, there of course everybody has to talk about the Black Stallion, which you did, but Farlap. Oh yes, what an gr- amazing story! Yeah, I mean, and honestly, that that could have been, I you know, even my first pick, but it was it was a hard movie to watch. It was, uh, it, was. it was a hard movie to watch, but uh, but that was one of my. Do you favorites. know he's stuffed? No, I didn't know that. Yes. Yeah, he's stuffed and he's in, I think it's some museum in Sydney. Oh, no, I did Australia. not know that. I have mm-hmm. not watched that movie for the very reason that Patty just... It's went, tough. It's a it's tough. It's tough. It you, is. You, I you know the story it. and I'm going, oh, I know what happens and I don't want to watch that played out on film. It was, yeah. it was good, though. I mean, it was, it, it was very hard. I mean, I watched it years ago with my mother-in-law and I had no, I don't think either one of us kind of knew how it was going to end or what the whole story was about. And, um, it, it was really tough and I probably only ever watched the movie twice. Um, I tend to watch this type of stuff over and over again, but that, that was a tough one. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Be, be, be prepared with Prozac and tissues. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) pretty much. There we go. Okay. Okay, my, Jennifer. My final pick, and this one gets on my list because um, someone who was in the movies I know well and is near and dear to my heart, Sylvester. Sylvester. Why do I know that one? Oh, the um, the um, the the uh, the eventing one, right? That's right. The eventing yeah. one. With yeah, with Melissa, Melissa Gilbert. Gilbert. That's right. Yes. So, who do you know near and dear? The person who played. Melissa Gilbert's stunt double, horse and rider. The rider was 
uh, Kim Walnuss. Walnuss. Yes. And the the horse was the gray goose. Yes. Oh, that's a, that's Kim was my coach for many a year. Oh, I love that. Was she really? Yes. I love that. Oh my gosh. I, Kim and I go way back. Well, that kind of makes sense. Now, because I know the both of you, that kind of makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) You two are two peas in a pod. Yeah, kind of. She knows big words, too. Does she? Yeah. Yes. Oh, wow. She needs to be a guest. There you go. That's a great idea. That's a great idea. We just saw her at Rolex when we were up visiting. And uh, we we got to, we, we lassoed her and sat her down. And she was on the morning show with us on, I want to say, the Sunday morning version. Um, on horses in the morning, so we had a lovely chat. We got to hang out for a while, and oh, cool! It was great, yeah. But it's a fun I movie too. Got about Sylvester. Yeah, it's sappy and probably kind of overacted, but it's really, really fun to to spot the scenes that Kim is in, and it's fun for me because I kind of know what she looks like sitting on a horse. <laughs> yeah, oh, I was neat. at his retirement ceremony at Rolex. Oh, that oh, must wow. have been just oh, every tissue box in the land. You bet. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Cool. So, that's so many good movies. I know. And there's so many that we didn't even mention. Like, I was I thinking know. of like, hey, well, can you, what, why don't you guys do this? Each what? of you email me your lists. Okay. And I okay. will put the lists on the Healthy Critters Radio show notes page. Okay. So when people go to healthycrittersradio.com and they look at episode 13's show notes page and they can't remember which movies we chose, the list will be there and they can watch them too. Yep, I think that's a great, great idea. idea. Yeah, awesome idea. There we go. We'll put links up to them. And a lot of these are available on Amazon Prime right? or on Netflix or Hulu. So right. uh, I'll, what I will do is just put links to their IMDb pages, and they generally list all of the different um, outlets where you can get them. So that will make them really cool. easy for folks to watch. Oh, cool. Totally fun. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everyone, and thanks to our sponsor, Biostar US. You can find them online at biostarus.com. Get the Horse Radio Network phone app on iOS or Android by searching for Horse Radio Network in the App Store. It's free and easy to use. For details about today's show, go to healthycrittersradio.com, where you can find links, photos, and more information about our guests. As always, we love your feedback. Please follow us on Facebook under Healthy Critters Radio. Be sure to visit all the great shows on Horse Radio Network at horseradionetwork.com. Hug your dog. Love your horse. Feed your chickens. Clean the litter box. Dance with your goat. Slither with your snake. Howl at the moon. Hang with your hamster. Party with your parrot. Waddle with your walrus. And outwit your otter. (laughs) See you next time, everybody. See ya.